You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we finished our home series where we've been exploring the mission of the church and how Broadmoor fleshes that out in our local context. This week, Pastor Josh preached from Deuteronomy 6, focusing on what is called the Shema. He used this truth to lead us as a church body toward a challenge and a goal for the coming year. We're talking all about that, along with practical helps on today's episode. Thanks for joining us. This is After the Message. You guys ready? Still. You good? You're recording. Has been. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast this Good week. Morning. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good, Good to see you. That was, that was almost in unison, guys. That was, yeah. was impressive. We should sing. We are a pretty impressive bunch. We yeah. are impressive <laughs> today. In so many ways. Uh, oh, man. I know. Uh, Josh, you've just been complaining about being hot, and it's like actually the coolest day we've had in- uh, I'm not saying it's like hot outside. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it's hot in this it's room. Hot. It right. is hot in this room. <laughs> it is. It is. It's kind of warm. Yeah. Well- but I'm good this here. morning, though. It's cool outside. Not everybody as cool as we'll Mike. Nah. Nah, I got him. Oh. Yeah, I do have a linen shirt on, so. You do. Yeah, that is an Armani shirt. very cool. There you go. Unbelievable. Unbuttoned top button. Unbuttoned top button of an Armani shirt. Oh, come on. I wish I could be cool like Mike. Are you 50 yet? I am 50. God, not many 50-year-olds can pull that off. Linen unbuttoned. You guys We're act like, like I've got it buttoned down. <laughs> <in my head. laughs> you got a gold chain hanging down uh, to your gut. Like, I just didn't feel like choking today, so you know it's like <laughs> it's a top button. Come on, somebody take a picture. Nope, quick. nobody's going to talk about the shorts Mark has on. Uh, no. Them calves, the baby. Calves, maybe the calves. Yes. Let, let the boys breathe. <laughs> oh well, it's uh. It's good to be here, and uh, so uh, just so everyone knows who's in the room, uh, we've got Sean Selman, we've got Josh Brady, we've got Preston Crow, Mark Evans, and, and his calves. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, 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 Jason. Uh, yeah, so uh, so I'm anticipating good discussion today uh, if we can if we can manage yeah, if we to can, focus. If we can hold it together, together. right? So, uh, so we wrapped up the home series yesterday. It was uh, we did, yeah. yeah it was a great. Uh, you know, I, I guess we've been through this now what three, three, four times. This is the fourth go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think this was my favorite. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was really great, and I know we added a week that you yeah. know normally it's be three. Like a, yeah. But um, but I don't know. This one felt different yeah. and uh, hmm. in a really really good way. So I think every year we get a little more clarity and right. yeah. just like. Maybe so, We've been yeah. doing this, okay, we know a little more what this feels like. Sharply. Yeah, we know about who, more who we are. <laughs> we know better <laughs> where we're actually true. We know better yeah. where we're not good. And I, I think yeah. I, that is true. I, I think early on it was, this is what we aspire to be, right. or at least we are aspiring to be this thing or this this group or this mission. And I think we are we are more in the yeah. the groove of, yeah. of those things. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's a really yeah. good it's, insight. It's less aspiration, a little more who we're becoming. Yes, yeah, right. You know, and mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever arrive, but but I think we are more. I think we're closer to our goal today than we were, say, you know, mm-hmm. two three years ago when that we started doing this. I agree. Um, 
So yeah, that's a that's a great thing. Um, so you know, we wrapped up uh, and we we introduced a. a a one-year goal, um, which is kind of a first for us. I mean, we've you know we've had some internal goals before, but but this is probably the first really big public one. I feel like that, mm-hmm. uh, or at least have made public in this way. And um, and if you were on campus yesterday, you saw a lot of uh, you saw a lot of updates mm-hmm. to uh, things around the commons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We introduced uh, some new signage that just talks about our mission and our one-year goal, yeah. mm-hmm. um, a new resource center to, uh, to help. That great, by the way. It really yeah. does. It yeah. did yeah. turn out really yeah. great. Shout out, shout out to comms. Like yeah, they, the uh, communications team. They did here. a great job mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. putting some of that together and and figuring out where to display it and yeah. Yeah. our mission statement, those kinds of things. It looks great. Yeah, looks yeah and really I, love that. I love that we're providing resources, too, to help families with all the things that we're going to be talking about uh, today. But... Um, but a place where they can go and they can find uh, find practical helps mm. um, and utilize those things in their family worship mm-hmm. times. Uh, we also saw a, a scoreboard of sorts um, outside the venue, uh, a huge wall that's gonna, uh, going to track all the people who have committed to uh, to walk alongside mm-hmm. us in this one-year goal. Yeah. And um, so excited to be filling uh, all those little, yeah. those little house shapes. Who is <laughs> doing wall. all those 500? <laughs> Who, who's sure. doing yeah, that? Who's like putting, putting those them up? in place? Yeah, uh, the communications team will way to go, put guys. them up each week. Yeah. I noticed nobody put that on my calendar to help you guys do that because I'm not very good. <laughs> there at only them. certain well, people are trusted well enough yeah. to put them in the actual. My house. girls are really good at sticking stickers yeah. on right. things that they shouldn't. Yeah. So if you need <laughs> them, knock that out, they of are time. excellent at sticking. Stickers. I think uh, you know we have a lot of OCD people on the community. I can't even say it. Communications team. Communications. Just forget. Yeah, and so you know, we want to be sure the stickers get on straight. Yeah. If they're going to be there a year, they better be straight. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, yeah, so a lot of things that that you'll you'll see if you didn't see Sunday. I encourage you to take a walk around campus and, mm-hmm. and take a look. We got some some cool things that have gone up uh, that are meant to be helpful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, you preached Josh yesterday from Deuteronomy, and um, you know, and talked about. I mean. It, it all centered around the Shema, which we've we've talked about uh, before. But um, you know, the idea being that uh, that God and His faithfulness, what He's done for us, is top of mind all the time. Right. Like when we go to bed, when we wake up, when we're going about doing all the things that mm-hmm. we do. Um, and I think that's you know a lot of what we what we introduced as a one-year goal is really meant to help encourage that for families That's right. uh, and, 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 and make that more a part of their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think as always, as we jump into conversation, I mean, like, as you were preparing for it, like, you know, where was your head? What were you thinking? Uh, and, and how weighty was this for you? Yeah, well, it was it was different than than typical sermon because I think it was less of a a, a typical sermon yeah. in the sense of we didn't necessarily go verse by verse, line by line, and spend you know forty minutes on on six passages or whatever. We we honestly spent a lot of time um, giving background of the last three weeks of mm-hmm. the home series, mm-hmm. uh, and then we we kind of gave a devotional thought to the Shema. Um, but but I, I think it was important, and so just to again draw attention to Shema means means listen or, or listen up, uh, and so God gets the attention of His people as they are getting ready to go into the Promised Land, uh, and He gives them really one verse. So the heart of the Shema is verse five, and this is what verse five says: "You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might." Uh, and, it, and it is in that idea that you're to to see God as supreme and love Him with all that you are. Mm. Let when you go, because the 
he's they've been taught like there's going to be this this um this this fear potentially that they're going to go off and serve other gods or tie themselves to things that they shouldn't and so god is clear you know have no other gods before me the first of the 10 commandments and then when we look here love god with all that you are and the way we do that the way that we're reminded of that the way that we keep that that covenantal promise is to be daily reminded in his word to to when we wake up when we go out when we come back, when we sit down, we pass it down generationally. It's this idea that we know it. So there's this idea of not just reading it or hearing it, but but allowing it to to take root in your heart and mind. Mm. And then there's this idea of speaking it. So when when your children come, you speak it to them. Mm. And then they are able to when they go and come out. And so this is passed down generationally to make sure that God is supreme throughout generations. Mm, mm. Yeah. I think one of the things I love about this passage is it is – uh, it's almost a call back to something that we have gone opposite of in many ways hmm. in, in terms of um, spiritual aspects where we think that church is like the thing that we go to and we do it you know, mm. once a week or maybe twice a week uh, in this gathering uh, or it's just for this devotional time in the morning or right. at night or whatever. But this passage really reminds us that, no, it is, it is constant. I mean, from when <laughs> right. your eyes open in the morning – it's happening all the way. Every conversation you have, mm. everything you do throughout your day with your kids, with your family, with other people, it is constant and should be woven in to all of that, to right? And not isolated into kind of components of our day or mm. aspects of our day. That's right. Kind of yeah. battles against this sacred, secular yeah. thing right. that we do yeah. sometimes. And you look back and, and you know, the, the, there's not often, and surely there are like times that after I preach, I think, oh, I wish I would have said that. But but usually I'll, I'll think, okay, we, we've wrung that that mm-hmm. sponge dry. Um, this one, I don't feel that way. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, oh man, I wish I would have said that. I wish we would have covered that. Because even to that point, it would have been great for the home series to even say this statement. One thing that the Shema points out is this idea of knowing God and loving God and making him supreme starts at home. That's right. That's like right, yeah. like at the at yeah. your home, at your right. house. Not at the church, not in discipleship groups, not mm-hmm. when you go hang out with your guys or your mm-hmm. girls. At your home. Moms yeah. and dads and grandparents and generations who yeah. are living under the same roof, yeah. mm-hmm. passing this faith along. Yeah. And if that's that right. doesn't happen, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. And I think you know, and, and so we had deacons meeting after church yesterday, and, and mm-hmm. one of the deacons uh, actually stood and, and said something that I think really stuck, um, that he felt that this was really weighty, mm-hmm. like in a good way, yeah. Yeah. but 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 he felt the weight of that mm-hmm. as we talk about um, doing this with, with your families, and, mm-hmm. and specifically the goal that we put out uh, or uh, introduced to our, our church family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it is weighty. It's simple, but it's but it's that's right. But it has weight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I I, th- I think we we can complicate things, right? We we <laughs> yes, can make we can. things really complicated, and and I think that's what I love. Like as we were talking about the Shema, um, like God gives us very practical things, right? They're not they're not new things. The things that we do every day, um, and so for us, we. We say it even in our values. We want to submit to God's word. We, mm-hmm. And so God's word becomes central, important to us. And we try to add so many other things to that. And we're, we're, we're drawing our attention to that, that mm-hmm. as families, as a church, we, we want to spend some time in God's word. Like mm-hmm. we want to make a commitment to do that. And that makes a difference because mm-hmm. we, 
there's certain things we believe about God's word, right? Mm-hmm. We believe that it's God breathed. We believe that it's an air. We believe that it's living and active. Mm-hmm. So it's doing something in us. Mm-hmm. And so this idea to bring our families and our church around God's word seems mm-hmm. like duh. Yeah. But yeah, I think part of the catch is it, it's simple, but it yeah. has to be intentional. That's it, right. It's almost so simple that we lose side mm-hmm. of it sometimes right. whereas complex things sometimes we're working so hard to make it happen that it's in the <laughs> forefront of our mind but this is super simple but you still have to be intentional about right. it you right. still have to you have to do those it. yeah you it's have right. to do it uh-huh. it doesn't exactly. happen accidentally no yeah. and I, I think back even like when when our oldest was young and it was just him we were much more intentional life That's moved right. at a slower pace um, we were a lot more thoughtful well the the busier we get and more kids added to the mix uh, it just sort of tends to get crowded out, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to keep bringing it back. Even though it's just as simple as it was yeah. when we only had Mason, mm-hmm. it has to be uber intentional, yeah. you know, in the complexity of life. Because life right. is complex. Sure, that's right. So so just to just to clarify, uh, you know, because we've, we've been talking about the one-year goal and, and like, you know, this thing that we introduced, but we haven't actually... Uh, stated it uh, here on the podcast. So uh, just just so everyone who's listening knows, this is what we introduced. And we've been trickling it, uh, uh, or uh, in Neil's words, we've been dripping, dripping it, drip. dripping it over the last several weeks. I but, like trickle. Uh, we should have said that. But trickle. Sunday, nope. we we, uh, we challenged our church body uh, in this. So the, the one-year goal, if we were to read it, it says, guided by our values, throughout the next 12 months, we will see 500 homes devote themselves to being transformed by two things, engaging in regular worship within their household and living generously in their communities. So as we talk about that, um, you know, and Josh, I think you did a great job of this yesterday, but, but again, for our listeners who may not have heard or may, mm-hmm. may not have been here, like what are we talking about when we talk about families engaging in regular worship within their household and living generously in their communities? Mm-hmm. Sure. So we we gave two descriptors of that. So the first descriptor would be of regular worship is at least four times a week that you will sit down with your family, you will open up God's word, and you will read God's word together. Um, And and really, there's uh, it's open ended. Not necessarily you will read this passage, uh, although you can do a Bible reading plan, and that is going to make things a little bit more. Uh, on the easier side for the sense you don't have to think through what are you going to read or do the Bible roulette where you're just kind of flipping and see where it stops and read that thing. Um, but you're going to read at least four days a week and together in, in one's place uh, and read. And then also you're going to take one day a month and you're going to to find something that is important to your family, something that, that you hold dear, something that you spend money on, time on, resources on, and you're going to sacrifice that thing. So not do that thing. And instead of with the time, the talent, the resources, and the love that you have for that thing, you're then going to spend it on something else or, or use that to advance the kingdom in some other way by serving somebody or doing something um, that is sacrificial and beneficial for kingdom growth. Mm. Mm. And so, it, again, I think it's, it's incredibly simple but profound. Like, like Preston said, you got to do it. Um, but this gets back to probably a very – but sadly, I don't know why we got away from it, but it, it's, it's the old way it's called – ordinary means of grace. Like mm-hmm. when, when we pray and we serve and we, uh-huh. we come to church and, and, and we, we take the Lord's Supper and we love our neighbor, but to, to Sean's point, we are really good at overcomplicating things. Uh-huh. And, and we want the super version. We want the one with the lights and shining and, and we want, we want some, the newest Lifeway material, the newest whatever. God gave it to us. 
He mm. gave us his word. Just read it. He right. gave us a chance to connect with him. Just pray. He gave us a chance with uh, our family to, to disciple them. How do you do that? Let them see you following Christ and invite them along on the journey. Yeah. And you're going to mess up. Invite them in on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I think that Straight. is one of the most important things. You're not perfect in this. And that is what our kids need to see. Because yeah. a lot of times they're only going to see the best parts of us. And then when they mess up, they don't have a model right. for how do right. they mm-hmm. how they handle that. And so they're probably going to do what we do and cover up. Mm-hmm. They're going to go yep. get the fig leaves. Yeah. They're going to go hide their shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and to that point, um, if you're listening, you might be like me. I'm a little resistant toward formulas, numbers, goals that put a number on it. It feels like a checklist at that point, mm-hmm. right? And so – if you're listening to this, I, I feel that with you. I understand four days a week or four times a week. We just want to build a culture of worship, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's ultimate right. goal. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate and I understand why we are here, and I really am looking forward to it with my family. The, the value of this, putting a number on it, it gives you something to check in on mm-hmm. with your family. That's right. you, your kids are aware, hey, no, we're, we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. So we're all when there's no goal or there's no number, it becomes really hard to evaluate, hard to s- step back and look at how we're doing. And to your point, this is going to give us an opportunity to be real and yeah. to be honest mm-hmm. and say, mm, "Yeah, we didn't get it done this week." Hey, kids, we, we love the Lord, we love Jesus, we're still trying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's we right. didn't get it done. Well, that was part of what I loved of the of the skits during the life group leader hours um, was yeah. because the skits. If if you weren't a part of that, we had several skits that kind of showed what this might <laughs> yeah. look like in yeah. your home, and uh, they were kind of disaster scenarios, right? But no, <laughs> right. they're really just normal that's scenarios. Right. They're right. things that our families will wrestle through in trying to kind of corral the family and get it mm-hmm. done. And it just shows how we're all in the struggle, right? Um, right. That's right. But you, but I do think, to your point, I, I think our kids see us making the effort, mm-hmm. and that will stick over time. They will remember us trying, even if the outcome in the moment right. didn't feel the way that we wanted it to. Yeah. You know, we want that like great spiritual moment where our kids mm-hmm. go right. deep into something, and we're like, "Oh, that's great." Sometimes it's not that, but yeah. they're going to remember the effort. I think. Um, yeah, more I than agree. The outcome. When I think, uh, you know, one of the things that stood out to me in that life group gathering, which was great, by the way. I mean, it was it was really really great. Um, was and I think I think you guys attributed this statement to to Josh Kinsley, but um, you know that um, we str- yeah. we should strive for faithfulness, right. not. Perfection or success, success. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I yeah, think that's so you know that's profound. I think mm-hmm. you know it's 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 that you're you're putting forth the effort. It's not always going to be perfect, um, and and I loved I loved even the uh, the I think uh, it was said that, you know sometimes you'll be in the middle of it and you get random questions and you wonder am I getting through <laughs> at all? This is <laughs> right, yes, you know. Right. But then there 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 are those occasions when you you know your kids are tuned in or, yep. or something happens and it's like. Yes, like it yeah. clicked. Yeah, and uh, it's not always going to be that, but that's okay. Yeah. Right. Hey, that's can right. I can I tell you a real life story? Like, and you think maybe it's just little kids, right? So this is just me being <laughs> honest and real with you. Last week we sat down. Uh, so two of my kids are off in college, so I have one teenager left, and my my daughter was home for that night, and so we decided to sit down and read. So you're thinking, okay, I've got basically adults in the room mm-hmm. right so i open up god's word we start reading and the rest of my family is chuckling 
Like, and it's like, <laughs> what is what is going on? Like, you're you're acting like a bunch of kids. Um, come to find out, the dog who is right to my left is rolling around in his bed and making these really stupid faces. Uh, it, it, it literally, if you want to say disaster, it was a disaster. <laughs> and but we did it. But you did it. But we yeah. did it. And so just just saying, the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Like okay. it is there. And and if you have teenagers, maybe maybe even like I, I love the the one that um, uh, the horns did for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Just as a senior adult, empty nest couple with husband coming in, wife trying to read, and him falling asleep. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's real. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's real. Yeah. So once again, just keep on. So I keep think on. I think your dog needs to get saved. <laughs> I think so. I, I think he yeah. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so all right. So we're talking about all this, and I can imagine. Um, I can imagine parents with really young kids who may feel really hopeful and thankful that they have this challenge before them, they have the resources to be able to do this with their family, maybe maybe even feel equipped to do that. And, and, and some, they may also feel intimidated by it, but, um, but there's this sense of hope. I can also imagine families who uh, are really more my age, uh, or the age of some of us in this room, where your your kids no longer live at home, and mm-hmm. you look back, and, and and there's almost a sense of guilt or regret for mm-hmm. uh, things that you should have done, mm-hmm. wish you had done, um, but didn't. Right. And so, like, let's talk a minute for uh, to to those kind of people that may be feeling the weight of yeah. that guilt and mm-hmm. and wish that things had been different or they had been more intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we say to those people? Mm-hmm. Nothing, evidently. We don't want to jump ahead to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. The first thing I would say is, one, uh, we're all there. Uh, yeah. Whatever life stage you're in, That's right. I think we all are saying, oh, my gosh, the last four or five years, I wish I'd have done whatever yeah. differently, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's a natural response because we always look backward and feel like we could have done better. Mm-hmm. Um I think, though, that's the beauty of um, the faithfulness piece mm-hmm. that says, hey, I'm just going to pick up where I am, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep moving forward. And whatever stage I am with my children, I have an opportunity to keep working and loving on them and discipling them. Mm-hmm. Going backwards, I mean, we talk a lot about grace in here, and mm-hmm. and that, that does not – that applies specifically to this situation as mm-hmm. well. Um, man, God is good. He's faithful. He's He's forgiving. He's gracious. Mm-hmm. And for us to wallow around in our guilt of our mistakes, um, I don't think that's what he intended. And I don't think it. our mistakes fall outside of his sovereignty and his mm-hmm. faithfulness. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's a great word. I do think there's a, there's a beauty in going to our adult children and being able to acknowledge where we see that we might have yes. fallen short in that. Um, you know, sometimes you go through a series like this or an, or an emphasis that brings it back in front of us in such a, a real way, and you do. You, you kind of look at it and go, man, I, I did not do that with my kids when mm-hmm. they were younger, mm-hmm. when they were in my household, that sort of thing. But the whole point of this is whatever your household looks like now, now. Start with that. And yeah, so right. if your kids are out, you can still start. But I think there is something about going back to those kids and saying, uh, with what I know now, I wish I would have done some of these things sooner, earlier. 
um, forgive me. I, I think there's yeah. a, a, a point in that where sometimes we look back and we have to ask for forgiveness for that. Mm-hmm. But confessing to them that we realize that, and then I think they could become part of the conversation of, but what can we do now? Right. Um, That's right. I, I'm thinking about families. Like We have a lot of families in our church who um, their children are now young adults with kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to me, it's that, hey, can we can we talk about what life was like as you grew up mm-hmm. to to have to have vulnerability and to talk about that to ask for forgiveness but also to say so just knowing that how can i help you now mm-hmm. yeah that's right right mm-hmm. how how can i help you raise grandkids mm-hmm. right and so like like today let's start today like right. this um and i and i think the whole guilt and shame piece right it it, it just harkens back to Genesis three and when guilt and shame come about, usually it is because of sin. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if we place that guilt and shame in the hands of our enemy, Mm -hmm. the enemy will tell us what we need to do is to go and hide, Mm -hmm. cover up, right? Defend, put, yeah, defend all those things. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we, if we feel like, I should be doing that. I think it comes into our view of the father mm-hmm. of in those moments when I feel that it's the father calling me back to himself, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Like it's come on back. Mm-hmm. And, and it, so we, we've got to remember once again, the reason we need to spend time in God's word, we right. need to remember that, yeah. that the enemy will cause us to hide. The father mm-hmm. calls us out of hiding and saying, right. come, come to me That's right. because I have, I have redemption I have I have blessing I have I have life for you yeah. so come back to me. Yeah. I, I love that, Sean, too, because you know I, I think as long as as long as we feel saddled with guilt mm-hmm. and shame and and feel that need to hide, uh, I think it keeps us from being intentional moving forward. Mm-hmm. For sure, um, you know, and I and I think you know the the thing I would say to those families and and I've felt this in my own personal. Mm-hmm life you know i'm in a stage of life now where i'm looking back uh you know our daughter's is married now no longer at home and and she, you know she's been away at college for years but um you know i find myself it, it's just a really introspective time mm-hmm. and i'm like you know yeah. thinking about the way that i led when she was you know right growing up in our house and and the things i did do the things i didn't do the things i wish i had done and uh you know and i think uh what I've come, the conclusion that I've come to though, is it's never too late to be intentional. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, That's good. just because there are things I wish I had done differently then mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I can't do things differently moving forward. It may look different. Mm-hmm. She doesn't live at home anymore. Right. right. But that doesn't mean that we can't still in conversation, that we can't still guide toward right. truth Absolutely. and, and, you know, and those things and, and have maybe even sometimes have to do that with humility mm-hmm. to your point, Preston, mm-hmm. to say, Hey, you know what? I know I, I didn't do it. a great a job, a great yeah. job of this, uh, when you were growing up, but mm-hmm. yes. here's what God's showing me. And, and, you know, this is what I'd like to encourage you to do. Uh, uh, yes. I, I'm going to say something that probably feels a lot more profound <laughs> nice. in my own head than it's going to be. Right? <laughs> Try us. But I, I think what, what, what I'm hearing from you guys is that the most important thing the most important way we can lead our child is to lead them to the gospel, uh-huh. not just lead them to our perfect parenting. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make mistakes, 
But what I want to always do is point them back to gospel truth, which eliminates uh-huh. shame, mm-hmm. which right. allows for my mistakes and his grace. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his power that does the work. It, it's always going back to, and we can go back to the gospel in our successful moments and in our failures. Mm-hmm. And always point them back to what the real truth is that's going to be transformative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. There's there's rest there. <clears throat> hey, I think I think another piece. Um, going back, you read this in Life Group yesterday out of Hebrews, where it talks about spur- ten twenty four and twenty five. There you go. Uh-huh. Yesterday I couldn't quote it by memory. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> now I could. But the whole idea of <laughs> let, let us spur one another on. <laughs> let us. Yep. So it's in that vein of encouragement. Yep. Um, I I think a trap at least at least here, I've fallen into it, is when somebody tries to pick up something new that you go, oh, we've already been there, done that before. Mm-hmm. Well, in our families, I would encourage you to steer away from that. Mm-hmm. Like if mom or dad or, or sibling or whoever says, hey, I know I've missed out on reading my Bible or, mm-hmm. hey, this week I, I did it one time, but I missed the other three. Oh, you said that last week too. That's where we go. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, yes, let's go. Yeah. Like let's let's spur let's one another mm-hmm. on toward the goal mm-hmm. that we're called yeah. to, right? Instead of criticizing one yeah. another and beating one another another down. I think I think that has to be key yeah. because we will. We've we've experienced so many other things in our life. New Year's resolutions were, were mentioned yesterday. Right. We have this tendency to if we set out on a goal and we don't accomplish it, mm-hmm. then immediately we tell ourselves we can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then other people around us would go, well, you're, you're a man of hollow promises or whatever, mm-hmm. right? right? No, God's God's calling every moment. God's calling mm-hmm. us back into his grace and his yeah, goodness. Right. And so let us spur one another on toward mm-hmm. that instead yeah. of pushing one another down. That's in good. That. You know, I've, I've heard um, – Satan is both the tempter and the accuser, accuser, right? And so I think as we think of our families and maybe um, generations and where you are, when you're younger, I think it's the tempter coming to say, hey, this is not that important, mm-hmm. or you're not really going to be able to lead them the way that you uh, think you can, or there's time, work on it later, right? He tempts us in those ways. But then if we don't do those things later, he becomes the accuser and mm-hmm. says, hey, look how you did not do a good job. Look how you you mm-hmm. were you were lousy at that or whatever. But it's all the same guy. Right. He is working wherever we are in our phase mm-hmm. of life. He is working in the way that meets us in that phase, right? right? But I love what you said about being able to bring that back to God wherever we are. If we're at that younger phase, being able to come to God and say, I don't feel adequate for the task. I need you to help me with this. Or I, you know, I tried this yesterday and it didn't go so well. Help me to do it again today. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're at that later phase, maybe looking back with some introspection and saying I didn't do as well as I, I wish, being able to bring that to God and say, God, I, I wished I could have done that differently, but I, I can't change that. That's now right. help me to pick it up now mm-hmm. That's right. to interact with mm-hmm. my my yep. family. Yeah. As uh, even can we move to the second one? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so there were two parts, right? So it was uh, we're going to commit to reading four days a week, and we're going to serve. So and, and both of those were intentional to be in this one year goal, right? And I, I believe because one is going to to feed the other, or at least they're going to feed off of each other. Because I think without reading the Bible regularly, you're going to tend to believe that all the Bible is is do's and don'ts, right? Right. So, so you'll read it and say, or, or just think about it without reading it and say, well, it's all a list of do's and don'ts, and I don't really want to read it because I don't want to feel bad about what I'm doing. So, we have a tendency on a multiple levels to stay away from Bible reading. 
What you're going to find, though, is particularly as you read Old Testament and New Testament, you are going to see the story of faith played out among God's people mm-hmm. over hundreds, hundreds of generations, mm-hmm. right? So, so moving from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And here's the really cool part. When you live out in this sacrificial way, so when you when you decide for us, like so, the microcosm is, all right, we're not going to eat at Guad on a Sunday, and we're going to save a hundred bucks. I know, Mark, we've, we've talked about it. it's our thing, man. It's 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 really the thing we look forward to more than anything all week. Like we know it's coming. It's after Sunday. Like it's we love that thing. But we're gonna we're gonna sacrifice that that you know one week hundred bucks the the time the time mm-hmm. with our friends the time with the family the time with our our village that we do life with and say we're gonna leverage that well what you're gonna see is it's way more than Mexican food it's mm-hmm. way more than a hundred mm-hmm. bucks it's mm-hmm. way more than just a few hours spent serving we are engaging in gospel ministry mm-hmm. and kingdom advancement so it gets us to the gospel we say we're gospel people we say we read the gospel we say we proclaim the gospel the gospel is the coming of Jesus Christ and the kingdom that he brings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we are active members in advancing that kingdom. Right. And all we're asking you to do is realize you can do away with something that that kind of fills you and numbs you for a moment and use it for kingdom growth. That's and right. you'll watch the word come alive yeah. because you'll see I'm, I'm doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Acts 2, man, they, they, they took their stuff. They realized it really wasn't theirs. It was God's in the first place. Mm-hmm. And they leveraged it for kingdom growth. And God added to their number daily those who were being saved. Unbelievable stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll see it. You know, you're not eating Mexican. No, no, no. <laughs> you, were, you were engaging in kingdom, mm-hmm. kingdom, kingdom growth, kingdom advancement. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we disconnect it from Scripture, it can become just a. This is a thing we're doing. It's just mm-hmm. a check. Check the list, right? Or I did my good deed. Or for the day. yeah, we're doing a good deed. Well, you know, there are a lot of people who do good deeds mm-hmm, who right. are not following Christ. It's That's not. Right. It has nothing to do with the gospel. They just have a sense of wanting to help other people or whatever. And so, being in the Word, I think, connects the dots in, right. in both ways, right? right? It connects dots both ways for us to be able to to see that no, the gospel is what leads us to do these things, mm-hmm. and these things are actually part of of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. I love that, that, that matter, uh, you know, just the, the idea of perspective, you know, you could focus on what you're missing out on or the, the loss or focus on what, what you're, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. what God's accomplishing through that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's great. So, uh, um, all right. So last thing, uh, in our last few minutes, uh, and I, because this question came up with someone in, and I think we've been, we've been kind of hitting here, but I, I want us to talk specifically like. Because we, we, we think a lot in the immediate, you know, mm-hmm. what, I'm, what I'm doing right or not or well or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, let's talk about the generational mm-hmm. effect of this kind of, uh, this kind of focus. Um, yeah. You know, and I love, Mark, you, you talked uh, earlier before we started recording, mm-hmm. you know, just something that stood out to you about the Jewish, yeah. the Jewish mm-hmm. people and, and sort of their place in history. Right. Um, we yes, we, we take a real immediate look at our Christian walk. We take a real, I mean, we've got one shot at this life with our kids, and all that is. I get it, but there's something way beyond that that's at play here. And and you, if you step back and look at God's kingdom view from beginning of time, He's weaving His glory and His story all the way through. We're just one generation. Mm-hmm. He's looking at multiple generations where he is telling his story. Mm-hmm. To your point, 
when we invest in our children, we invest and we instill in them a kingdom picture and a kingdom, Josh, what you were just talking about, it's not about us. It's about Mm -hmm. establishing his kingdom. We establish something in them that they will give to their children that will pass Mm -hmm. on and on and on. I think Beth Bowman was a great example of every time she walks, even today, when Uh she walks into her parents' house, Mm -hmm. next to her dad's chair is the Bible, and it's it's always sitting there, and it's always open. Here's here that's generational impact, and Beth will continue that on. Mm. Um, but you know, we we we've got to get our mind off of this this temporary. It's just about this one this one oh, shot right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, again, I think you know it's a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just understanding that that you know, as you said, God is weaving His story mm-hmm. through history. Right. It's not just about our you know, our immediate yeah. generation. It, it, Josh said it. He's, we, we live right now in this unbelievable season of life in mm. history where we, we are in, we're living with the plenty right now here mm-hmm. in, in Madison in the United States. Yeah. You think about the, the Israelites who were in captivity for 500 years? Yeah, in um, Egypt. And, yeah, and then they were, they were wandering 40. for yeah. 40, 40. And if you just look at their life, if it's all about them as the individual, they're seeing what is the point? What is my life about? Why why am I here? But God's looking down over that saying, I'm going to use this time in history that will affect generations to come. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have a, a responsibility to recognize where we are right now. And, right. and, man, we are blessed. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the this current setting it's about mm-hmm. what we're living in our leaving in our children that's right. that's so generations good. yeah that's so good well guys great uh, great conversation today and uh, again if you are listening um and uh i, I want to encourage you uh, we mentioned the resource center earlier uh go check that out uh especially if if you are a family with with young kids i know we've got some incredible resources yeah. out there that that really coincides with what your kids are learning in life groups yeah. um and and can easily take that and integrate it into what you're doing on a daily basis in yeah. your home and uh so some some and really good just, things to check just, out there just a word about that mike so just to let you guys know if you are connected with bible reading plan if your child is attending either preschool or kids ministry here um all of those resources tie together mm-hmm. from curriculum we're using on Sunday morning to the Bible reading plan that's going out on our church text every week to the devotional books that's on the resource center. All those things tie together and help you as a family. They're not mm-hmm. different things. They're it's all beautiful. really the same thing. And yeah. so, so I encourage y'all for doing that. And, mm-hmm. and again, you know, because I know we've, we've, there was a question that came up yesterday with someone that said, Hey, you know, can you help us know where to start? Like, you mm-hmm. know, we're doing this. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I do want to, re- you mentioned the Bible reading plan and I want to remind you, I mean, you, you can, you can shape this however you want, That's whatever right. works for your family, but an easy place to start if you're just looking for daily scripture readings is to, to sign up to be a part of our, our Bible reading plan. You can find that on the website, or you can also sign up for uh, a text message to, to be sent to you every day. Every morning uh, at 
5 a.m. Yeah, and um, I've and been so, awake 30 minutes praying by then. If you <laughs> if you want to do that, what was so funny about that? <laughs> if oh. you want to, uh, if you want to take part of the uh, the 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 Bible reading plan, text uh, just text the word. Word W R D W O R D W O R D. Yes, I have a problem with Bible. Uh, uh, w O R D. Text that to three two three seven three, and uh, and then you we signed up for that, and you will start getting those immediately. Awesome! awesome. And, I got uh, a twenty second commercial. Do you? Okay. Yes, I, it's important. So we're encouraging families to serve. Right. Um, uh-huh. One of the most important things that we want to do to equip you in your home to serve is to help you um, understand how you were put together. What are your gifts? What are your passions? What do you experience? What resources do you bring to the table? That's important for you in your home. It's an incredible way for you to disciple your children by helping them understand that. We're going to cover all of that this Wednesday night Mm -hmm. at 615 in the venue. That's good. Um, This is an awesome step for you to take as we're discipling in the home. Come Wednesday night, and we'll give you some handles on how to do that. And if if I'm if I understand correctly, like we 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 believe this is so important that we've actually funneled all Wednesday night activities. That is correct. This. There so. are a couple of exceptions. Um, people who paid me a little more, I'll let them. <laughs> but there, there, there are a couple of uh, exceptions because of the nature of those meetings. Yeah. We we've they're going right. to keep going, but for the most part, we've asked yeah. everybody to come to this, and let's that's great. Be a good time for a family. It will be a good time. Awesome. Hey, uh, guys, again, thank you. Great conversation. Uh, looking forward to the days to come. We start a new series um, coming up in two weeks. We got a standalone this week. Um, Thomas because Lister. Of, yeah, because it's Labor Day Thomas. weekend. Yeah. Thomas. So, uh, yeah, Thomas Lister will preach this Labor Day weekend. And then we start a series in Philippians yes. the following week. So, a happy letter. Looking forward to that. Dove season that. starts. To just for Make sure you get your license, <laughs> boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, thank you. Love you guys. Love, Love you guys. guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.